Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Hey, everybody. Guys, welcome to the show. Welcome this to is Paradox. Josh and I'm He's paradox. Josh and I'm Jimmy. Glad to have you with us. We are so happy you're here. We're happy you're here. And I'm, st- I'm still in the afterglow of our Sam Ponder interview. Yep, I so have no idea when this is going to drop. It'll drop with Sam's interview. Oh, it is? Yep. We call her Sammy. We, we like to call her Sammy because nope. we're so close. We don't call her Sammy. We call her Mrs. Ponder. I mean, we both went to Liberty. Mm-hmm. All three she of us. She lived in Austin. Yep. And she's literally clamoring to go to Enchiladas in Austin. I. It's as though we're family. No. She wanted a vehicle to pick her up from the airport. I don't <laughs> think you're going to... No, I told her the all expense paid begins once you get to the restaurant. So we're going to piggyback off of her interview today and discuss just sexism within the church. You know, it, and it's not an episode about Jimmy and myself because that would be called sexianism in the church. I thought I made it clear before we turned the mics on that we shouldn't do that. <laughs> That's good, though. Sexianism? No? Mm-hmm. That <laughs> fell like a dead flounder. Hashtag sexianism. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. All right. Sexism, Christian sexism. But we ask her when we talk to her. We actually talked to her yesterday. Do you ever feel like, because again, she is the the host of NFL Countdown on ESPN, and she's she was also on NFL, excuse me, ESPN College Game Day for several years. So she is a woman in a boy, is this an understatement, a male-dominated industry. No one wants to hear from a woman about running routes in the NFL. Uh, It's as though a woman can't have an opinion. Now, a guy, he can play football until he's 14, and then he's not good enough to make the team. And that, therefore, qualifies him (laughs) as an expert (laughs) until he dies. But not women. Even though they've studied, they've worked in the industry, they have no voice. Which is crazy. I asked her, I said, well, have you ever felt as though that you were like the token female? And she was all the time. And she felt as though she's, she's always had to prove herself. And so that kind of got us thinking, you know, as things are, are currently happening. And I know we don't release these things, you know, instantaneously. So some of this will be a little delayed. Yeah. So this is releasing the 2nd of July. Right now, as we sit in late May, a lot of the Paige Patterson with Southwestern yeah. Seminary is in the air. And when I saw the thing about Paige Patterson, and again, the the president of Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, the I largest seminary in the world. have a degree from Southwestern. I attended. Did Paige kick you out? Oh, yeah. I told him he was misogynistic, and I would not be there. What did you say about, about massages? Yeah. He said, I love massages. Get out. And so <laughs> I, I hit the road, ended up at Liberty. I remembered back in the day, not you because you would have been a tiny baby, but in 1990, a guy named uh, Clayton Williams. And by tiny baby, I was a ripe old age of eight. Were you? In 90? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was growing a goatee in 1990. That's true. No, I was actually a late bloomer, but we won't go there. 
So Clayton Williams was running for governor, and in just this offhanded comment with the press, I remember it 30 or 40 or however many years later it is, he told the press there was something about inclement weather coming on, and he said, well, you know, bad weather is like rape. If it's inevitable, just sit back and enjoy it. Now, that hurt him. And by the way, Jimbo told me that, and I have not fact-checked him on that, so feel free to Google that and see if that's actually real. And when you do, hashtag I'm right, I want you to let me know that I was correct on that. Which, when you first said that, um, as we prepared for this show, I was amazed, but then thinking about it a little bit more, while this ha- that specific phrase hasn't come out of our president's mouth, a lot of other things has. Have. You know, and so it's not, it's strange that it's not strange in our current political climate that something that off could be said. But again, there's that, there's that old boy, redneck, and I'm reminded of that, you know, hearing about some of the things that Paige Patterson said. Uh, and he's also an old white guy uh, from the South. Uh, and so that kind of mentality, uh, one, of the, one of the only times I remember my parents fighting was when we were hosting people at our house. And again, I don't even, would, never did that. Dad made a reference of mom saying, you know, uh, something like the squaw will go get that. Well, I'll just have the squaw go get that. And I don't even know what that is, but that's offensive. It's an Indian woman. Ah. Uh, feather not dot. Yeah, yeah, I and, that. And, and that's the, one of the few times I ever heard my mother raise uh, her voice at and my her, father. And her fist. But the house, I literally, the house cleared. <laughs> and I remember standing in the front yard with other guests holding like half of, of, of a hot dog. While that squaw went to it? That squaw did a teepee <laughs> dance all over. But that was, I'm reminded of that kind of a mentality for old Southern white guys when I heard about Paige Patterson. And what, this is just an aside, what is it with us white people? Hmm? We're super sexist. You don't think black people are super sexist? I can't You speak. listen to rap music lately? I can't speak. I don't think black. that this is a is a racial thing. No, but we're also the only people that shoot up schools. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, white people are crazy. We are, and we have to own that. Uh, I'm not. You know. I don't claim that. School shootings would be a very interesting thing to talk about. Let's and, talk about that. And white people? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's going to figure into it. Why did we get on that? I said it was an aside. But here's the thing. And I guess this really hit the church, because there has been the Me Too movement, you know, and, and all the Harvey Weinstein and... But then you have, this happened with Paige Patterson, and there have been, and, and when I say countless, it's because I've lost count of how many pastors have said things to women, done inappropriate things with women uh, in their churches. And so the, it's, it's not just him. You and I just said, you know, hey, what do we want to, well, how about that? Because it's no longer in Hollywood and whether you slept with someone to get a part or not, this is about our churches and this may be the ugly wart that we're kind of seeing in the media, but it has roots in our churches with just how women have been viewed, how in the name of conservative theology, women have basically been put in the back seat. The guys are going to put on three-piece suits and lead the way, 
And ladies, you just dish up the sloppy joes and teach the two-year-olds. And oh, by the way, cover your heads. That's another page reference. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. We had chapel every week. By the way, my only C at Southwestern was in chapel. I failed to attend a lot and do my... Couldn't imagine why. And do my journal. But anyway, uh, oh, yeah. She was always front row, and they would, uh, or at least she wanted to, maybe, or Paige required it. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, she would always wear a hat, a head covering. But here's the problem. With hats in church? The more I see... In the New Testament, and the the older I've become, and not just take what old guys in three-piece suits with their hair slicked back, tell me what the Bible has to say. I just don't see women in that position in the Bible. You know, Jesus elevated women. There was a time where, you know, in Jesus's time, in that Jewish culture, women were virtually non-human. Widows were like dogs in the street. And so when when Jesus said, when Paul and and Jesus, uh, when when they talked of women as they did and gave women leadership roles as they did, then it elevated women. In Christ, there's nor male nor female, Jew, Gentile. That was revolutionary. At the, I mean, it was revolutionary in that time, elevating women equal with men. Jimbo, did you hear that someone is actually paying us to do an ad? Wait a second, somebody is paying us? Say Who what? are these people? It is actually our old alma mater, Howard Payne University. HPU. HPU. STEM jackets win. You know a it. A fine education bathed in, in a, a Christian atmosphere. Oh. A Christian yeah, atmosphere a is what atmosphere. it's bathed in. Yep. But it's this time, it's Howard Payne with a twist because they actually have expanded to New Braunfels. Oh, that's right. They opened a new campus in New Braunfels in 2012. And they have three different degree options. One option is an associate's degree in Christian studies, which is designed for bivocational ministers and busy schedules. Just a short drive south of Austin, just a short drive north of San Antonio. They're also offering four bachelor's degrees, one in business, one in Christian studies, one in criminal justice, and one in general studies. And there are whispers. Jimbo, you gotta whisper this. That's why I'm whispering. There are whispers that there are new degrees coming in 2019. And one last thing not to forget, there are two master's programs, Mm -hmm. one in business administration, MBA, and one in criminal justice, MCJ. I am pumped we get to spread the news about a Christ-centered higher education in Central Texas, which is provided by Howard Payne University, New Braunfels. For more information about HPU New Braunfels, go to hputx.edu backslash New Braunfels. You can also find them on Instagram and Twitter at hpunb. And Facebook is HPUTX New Braunfels. Sting them jackets win. Get your stinger up, Josh. It's, it always stays up. The first person to proclaim the good news of Jesus' resurrection was? Well, it was women. Mary. And Magdalene. Yes, or... While the guys were hiding under a table above the garage, it was the ladies that went to the tomb. I mean, ladies did not, and you, you you read Paul, and he's always thanking women in the different church. It, it, they did not take a back seat in ministry in the New Testament. But I don't really get, really get into the theology of whether women should be pastors or anything like that. I'm just saying there can be a residual effect of where our young boys and our young girls can grow up thinking, oh, 
you know, my job is to, apparently, I don't have the spiritual depth or intellect to teach anyone over the age of three. That must be for those really smart guys to be able to do. So again, it's this subtle, it's not said, but that sort of an attitude of the subservience of women can be communicated in our churches and to our children. And it's so, um, it's lazy, you know, if, if, and, and we see it mostly obviously in psychology and counseling in families when guys can come in and just, it's my way or the highway. It's lazy to not allow questions or to, for anybody else to have a word in your home. It's lazy, and I think in a lot of ways, I've never seen a study on this as far as the Christian sexism is concerned, but in a lot of ways, it's fear out of those dads that we see mm-hmm. and insecurities that requires what I say goes, and no one questions it because ultimately he, very deep down in his core, doubts whether he even has a good answer for any questions that might be asked. And so in our office, it's a lot of fear, and I got to assume that's also within the church. And what I, speaking of what we see in our office, a lot of, we, we work a lot with oppositional defiant kids, and a lot of those are boys. And over the years, I've just heard time and time and time again, Mom, you don't have anything to say to me. You don't work. You don't contribute to this family. Yowzas. Dad makes three times as much money as you do. And so here we have another generation of boys that are devaluating women. Let's not even get into how pornography works into the objectification and the devaluing of women. But you see that in these young boys. And again, I I really do believe that this belief system that's kind of trickled down through the church, like it or not, it's being reinforced by pornography. That now we have another younger generation of boys that are being raised on it. So it really just sort of fits what they're also being taught in it church to a degree. It always goes back to the porn. It does. But yeah, that's a that's a second grade mentality. I mean, whoever has authority on a second grade playground is whoever can beat up everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and for that kid, you know, to say dad makes three oh. times the amount of money that it's it's this two year old mentality. So I went to my fortieth high school reunion, and I had a great time. I don't think your mother's sobered up. Um, <laughs> Vegas? Yeah. Richard Cunningham was there. Good friend from high school. Big wig with Dow or owns his own company or something now. And I was like, hey, how you doing, Richard? Great to see you. And he said, I remember when you got to high school or when you got to Cisco in the fifth grade. I went, why would, why would you remember that? That's an odd thing to remember. And he said, yeah, because people came up to me and said, hey, the new guy wants to fight you. (laughs) And he said, what? They said, yeah. The new guy said he wanted to know who the toughest guy in school was because he wanted to fight him. (laughs) And so Richard said, I went to see you. We fought a little, and we've been really good friends since. Hey, that sounds just like a Myers man. I I told him I do not remember that. It could have been because he hit me so hard. I have traumatic brain injury. But... I don't remember that happening at all, but, but I could absolutely <laughs> see my father saying, I don't remember him saying this, right, but son. I could see him saying. Here's what you do on your first day. You go find the <laughs> toughest kid in school and you just lay him out. <laughs> but I wanted to say, but dad, Richard was like three feet bigger than me. But it is sort of a bully on the playground mentality. Yep. If he makes more, he's worth more. 
But again, this isn't Paige Patterson. This is a 14-year-old boy today that's, that's being taught this. So what do we do? We've got to teach, and this is where we're talking to you, Mom and Dad. We've got to forget the church. Mom and Dad, you have to teach our boys differently. We've got to teach our boys to see men and women the way Jesus saw men and women, which was exactly the same, not superior. Because you know, part of some of the more radical uh, feminist movement is is to elevate women is then to denigrate men, and that's not good either. I mean, well, that's that's not what get, we're talking you're about. You're getting to my point. Just so y'all know, when Josh gets to it, it was actually my point. <laughs> no, it's totally my idea. So we've got to teach <laughs> our boys differently. And again, I'm just saying, let's don't do anything weird. Let's simply teach them what Jesus said. Yeah, and it, is that they're exactly the same. It's an elevation of both genders, both sexes. Because I think that there's, if you look at media nowadays, I kind of think it started kind of with Archie Bunker, what, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And continuing in the 80s and 90s, Homer Simpson, Al Bundy, Bundy, whatever. So it's been this, in some ways in our culture, purposeful move to elevate female, but in a lot of ways within the family, men have then been devaluated. And that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, we see a lot of um, men in our room that feel so beat up by the family. And, you know, it's the whole adage of happy life, happy wife, right? It's like or that's the other way around, happy wife, happy life, that it's just, if we can just appease the woman, because the woman's in control of the household, then we can live happy lives. And it's like, well, no, she doesn't need to be given that much power because she's also a sinful Mm -hmm. human being that Mm -hmm. doesn't have perfect thought, just like us guys don't. So it can't, so the elevation of women can't be at the expense of men and devaluing men. To see them as being exactly the same. And I think of some good friends of ours, the Moracles, their daughter, Clancy. Same in worth and value. Yeah. Yep. Their daughter, Clancy, is a fighter pilot. And you don't get to fly around a $100 million piece of machinery or whatever unless you're really, really good at what you do. And Clancy did it. And there's tons of female fighter pilots. So they're they're very, very good at that job. So... We should, who cares? I don't care if the person flying the fighter jet has a penis of vagina. I don't care. Whoa, whoa. You know, every time you say that, we have to change the show to explicit. Because I said penis and vagina. Now we have to go double explicit. (laughs) Bottom line, I don't care. They're, They're competent at their jobs and they're doing it. But it doesn't mean in the Marines or in the SEALs or whatever, you have to lessen the standards to get more women in. That's not that's not good either because there's women that can. And I was telling you about Iris Tipton. I went to high school with her. She was a shot putter at AM. She's about 6'3, 240 of just solid muscle. She could do anything a male could do. So there are women that can do it. And if they can do it, get after it. I don't care. If you can do it, go do it. But we just we need to teach our boys and we need to teach our girls to see each other as the same as equal. And in the church, especially, and real quick, and I'll let you close this out. Even though you've stolen now my second point. Mm-hmm. Growing up Southern Baptist, we took offerings for Lottie Moon and for Annie Armstrong, missions offerings, because these two ladies were just giants in the missionary movement. And yet, 
we just see men as being like the only ones who can be leaders, you know? And so to teach our girls that they, in Christ, they don't take a back seat to anybody. Yes. It, when I when I listen to Lisa Turkhurst or Beth Moore or somebody, I'm like going, man, it's amazing how good they are, even though God does not speak through them. Because you you have to have testicles before God can actually speak through you. It's so it's just so incredibly crazy. We need to teach our our girls that that God has a plan for your life, and He speaks into you and through you to touch other people. And that doesn't matter what your sex is. God's going to use you. So again, bottom line, we just have to teach true equality of the sexes to our kids. True equality, but my second point that you've already made. Which was my point. (laughs) True equality in worth and value, but difference in gender. Yeah, It's okay to acknowledge gender. I also think that the movement to elevate women has created this this platform where we, it's sexist to acknowledge gender differences. And I think that's also ridiculous. Yes. You know, it's, 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 it's a lot of ways. It's like the Trinity. Hmm? (laughs) I'm just making this up as I go. Wait for it. Wow. (laughs) Can't imagine that. The three within the Trinity are equal in value, but they have all different functions. So it's not inappropriate to say that Jesus functions differently than God. It's not inappropriate to acknowledge the difference in functionality between the two, but they're both equal in value. The same, I think, at the end of the day is true of gender, is that we are equal in value and in worth, specifically today as we talk about the church, we're equal in value and worth, but we do have differences. We have differences in functionality. and it's not sexist. To acknowledge no. that. To say that I can beat my wife in a arm wrestle, that's not sexist. To say that she is is ten hundredfold better than me at relationships is not sexist. It's just acknowledging fact. By the way, Iris Tipton would break your arm. No way. Oh, I could take her. She would put you down. I would take that squaw. I, I'm gonna start using squaw. Actually, she's no longer alive. It's really sad. Ouch. You know, we could have because gone without hearing that. if she was still with us and she heard the podcast, you calling her a squaw. <laughs> first I off, need to run for the hills. over Paradox, I would sell tickets. First of all, I would sell tickets. <laughs> and then what it would be we like a, a WWE SmackDown. Anywho, so acknowledging gender differences is an okay and true and right thing to do because we were created differently. Male and female, he created them. Amen. God put the differences in us, so good point. If you want more information about this show, it's paradoxpodcast.com. You can also find our socials there. We're going to have information about previous shows as well, so check us out. Like, review, share. We appreciate you guys for listening. See ya. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. So not only are churches not inclusive, not only do they contribute at many levels to mental disabilities and the stigma, how can we turn this tide? What can churches do to help in this issue? Well, part of what we have put out through the book 
is that we've tried to develop a model for churches of any size or any denomination to follow. 